Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 as we study and explain biblical prophecy from a Catholic perspective. And in this episode, we're again talking about apostasy and the Antichrist, and specifically, first comes the apostasy that prepares the ground for the rise of the Antichrist. And we're looking again at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 3, very critical verse, where St. Paul says, let no one deceive you in any way, for that day will not come, that's the day of the Lord, the second coming, that day will not come unless the rebellion or the apostasy comes first and the man of lawlessness, that's the Antichrist, is revealed, the son of destruction. Um, You deserve to know where I'm coming from when I come up with Luke 21 episodes, and this is a very sensitive one. In Matthew chapter 13, Jesus has seven parables And he concludes Matthew 13, his teaching there in verse 52, where he says, Therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like a householder who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. And it's very interesting, even in the Catholic Church at this time, there are those who exclusively kind of turn to the old and There are those who almost exclusively turn to the new, and where Jesus is teaching is a synthesis of the two put together is that kind of teaching that reflects what he wants to see done in the kingdom of God. So for old, I'll just tell you right up front, that would be the church fathers, the church councils through the ages, The catechisms, not only the current one, but like the Catechism of Trent, which was used for centuries by the Catholic Church, Uh, classic papal writings, and that would be like, to me, like St. Pius X or uh, Leo XIII. But then you also have the new, and for the new, in particular, I place a lot of stock in the teaching of Pope Benedict XVI. And he has a couple of things. He said he he believed in a hermeneutic, that means in interpreting things, of continuity. Of continuity, which means that you bring the old and couple it with your situation in the present, the old and the new. Plus, St. Benedict loved St. Augustine, which I do too, so hey, you're off to the races. But there's something Pope Benedict said, and I tried to pay attention to even some of his quieter pronouncements. Uh, He's a scholar as well as being a great pope, but he said something on April 22nd, year 2009, about a North African writer by the name of Tychonius, and he called him a great theologian. Now, in my book, Pope Benedict was a great theologian, a truly great theologian. And so if you have a great theologian pope, calling another Christian writer a great theologian, namely Tychonius, uh, it gets my attention. And 
Pope Benedict, as much as anyone that I'm aware of, had a longer track record studying Tychonius than any other person. Again, there's maybe someone else, but I'm not aware of them. He began studying Tychonius back in the 1950s, and he had about a 53-year spread of years between his statement about Tychonius being a great theologian and when he first started uh, studying him. Now, the interesting thing about Tychonius, when we're talking about biblical prophecy, is because Tychonius was writing about the church in the end times. And Tychonius wrote a commentary on the book of Revelation that was the primary influence on Catholic view of biblical prophecy for eight centuries. Uh, I've written a few books, and, you know, and after a while, people start not paying attention to them as much as they did at first. And yet Tychonius's commentary on Revelation went on for eight centuries. Pope Benedict, a great theologian, called Tychonius a great theologian. Now, what was unique about Tychonius's teaching was that he believes there were three parts of humanity. First, you have just the unbelieving world, okay? But what, what made him very unique were the other two parts were in the church. And Tychonius influenced St. Augustine, who came shortly after him, in writing The City of God. But Tychonius split the the groups in the church. You call them the left side and the right side of the church, and that both grow together. They're practically indistinguishable, but towards the very end, before the second coming of Christ, what do you have before second coming of Christ? You have the Antichrist, the phony, and what gives rise to the Antichrist, what prepares the ground for the rise of the Antichrist, is the great apostasy. Tychonius, and this is very important, and again, I'm just trying to get old and new put together here in a very important way. Tychonius believed what I just read to you at the top of this episode from 2 Thessalonians 2.3, let no one deceive you in any way, for that day, the second coming, will not come unless the apostasy comes first, Tychonius said that primary uh, thrust, the primary subject of that great apostasy was this left side of the church, the false side of the church that's growing together almost indistinguishable with the true church uh, during the history. And so um, Tychonius is usually discounted rather quickly, and I'll tell you why, because I did it for years until Pope Benedict slowed me down dramatically. And I've been thinking a lot about Tychonius ever since, quite frankly, um, is that Tychonius, if you look him up, say, well, he was a Donatist. And there is a very sharp split in the early church. Uh, Donatism was declared wrong, officially wrong, by the Catholic Church, but it had to do with those who compromised and caved under imperial persecution of the Catholic Church. It's like, say, if those who turned over a copy of the Gospels um, to the Roman authorities under persecution, should they be forgiven? If they apostatize and say, Caesar is Lord, and acknowledge him as Lord rather than Christ, what do you do with all this? 
So the Donatists would say, no, everything about the Catholic Church is wrong because of what they did in accepting these people. Well, Tychonius was excommunicated from the Donatists. So in a certain sense, he was in ecclesiastical no man's land. He was a very serious guy, but he recognized that there would be significant problems in the end times with the second part of the church. And a good part of the book of Revelation, as well as 2 Thessalonians 2, talking about the rise of the Antichrist and the great apostasy, had to do with those in the church at that time. Now, if you want to uh, dig in this deeper, some people want to, you can get a copy from the Catholic University of America Press, uh, and it's by Tychonius. Is It's called The Exposition of the Apocalypse. That's his commentary on Revelation. Honestly, I don't think you're going to find his commentary that, that exciting. It's a little hard to read unless you know kind of what he's driving at. Tychonius came up with seven rules for interpreting Scripture before he went and commented on the book of Revelation. And if you read that commentary, Exposition of the Apocalypse, it's rules two and three. He found the distinguishing marks of what is going to cause that separation in the Catholic Church at the end of times. And it's surprising because I would say 99 out of 100 people, you would say, well, if there's going to be an apostasy in the church, what would be its primary mover? What would be the primary distinguishing characteristic of that? I think 99 out of 100 Catholics would fail to see what it is. And this is what Tychonius taught, according to Pope Benedict, a great theologian, that the distinguishing mark of the left side of the church was depending on law-keeping for their salvation. And by saying depending, your, your dependence means your faith rests upon something pious that you do in order that you will have eternal life. Tychonius said that group will commit apostasy rather than a radical dependence on the grace of God for salvation. Now, I hope you're sitting down, and I really hope you're not driving right now, but I'll just say this. If Tychonius is right, and I think Pope Benedict was trying to suggest to us in a very real way that he was, then I estimate that the significant majority of Catholics today will fall to the apostasy. I think, why is that? If you're depending upon yourself, and it can be good things, like, you know, I try to support and care for my family. Obviously, here at the Family Life Center, we think it's a really good thing, or I follow the Ten Commandments. We think that's a very good thing. I go to Mass every Sunday. I might even go to Latin Mass. That's great. These are things you should be doing, but are you, are those the ultimate things that you're depending on to go to heaven. In other words, it's, is it something that you are doing versus simply, no, God grace is what I'm depending on to save me a sinner, I don't, not because of something I do or don't do or a list of things. And what happens 
if you're depending, your ultimate primary dependence for salvation is on pious things that you do in today's world, and as, as we go towards the end, things are going to get worse, and it's going to be incredibly harder to be a faithful Catholic in the midst of that, and you simply run out of gas because you don't have the Holy Spirit. If you're trying to do it yourself, it you just run dry, and the counter effect takes place. And this is why next year, Lord willing, uh, we're going to be doing a study in our Faith and Family, our cousin broadcast on, on Paul's epistle to the Galatians, probably the most important book for Catholics in being on the right side of the church. Because St. Paul said, even if you're doing, as Catholics, he's writing to Catholics, even if you're doing pious things, but if those things you're depending on to have your salvation, you'll end up working the flesh. And things like, well, fornication, impurity, licentiousness, strife, jealousy, anger. In other words, the opposite comes out because you're not operating out of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes to those who by faith are depending on Jesus for their Catholic life, not on stuff they do. So this is an ultimately serious subject, and obviously parents and for their children's sake and for their own sake need to understand what grace is all about. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to Catholic Bible Prophecy with Luke 21. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.